Hey guys, you are listening to the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 144, number 144, numero 144. Hello there, hey amigos y amigas. Welcome to the English Made Simple Show. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.com. Net, EnglishMadeSimple.net Today's episode is a very special episode. It's uh, special to me, actually. I want to talk about something that I'm really passionate about. I want to share a story about me that uh, you might not have heard me talk about before. I don't think I had shared it before. And what is this story, Milena? What's the story about? What do you want to talk to us about? Good. Well, the story is about my move to New Zealand. Mm. And then at the end of the episode, I have a gift for you guys and I want you to take action. So stay tuned until end of the show, right? Great. Now, let me begin by sharing my personal story. It's to do with me and my family and our move to New Zealand. Here it goes. In the summer of 1991, my dad made the hardest decision of his life. He had decided to move the whole family to New Zealand. And guess what? There's five of us. My mom dad, my brother, my twin sister, and me, I'm the youngest. <laughs> Why New Zealand? Well, hmm. according to my dad, um, he told me that the government of New Zealand was inviting professionals from all around the world to immigrate to New Zealand around that time. Both uh, my mom and dad, uh, they had good jobs in Serbia. They, uh, they had Really good jobs. My dad was a senior systems analyst. Um, he was high up in the company. My mom worked in supply chain. Both of my parents had good education and they had intermediate level of English. So just to give you an idea of their English level, uh, they could both read and write in English, but they really needed to practice speaking English, which is fine. That was the level of English they had back then. So, as I was saying, my dad saw an opportunity to move to New Zealand. He was looking for a better life for his family. And that was the main reason for our move, really. You see, the economic situation wasn't great in Serbia in the 90s. That's where I was born, in Serbia. Life was really hard. Dad was determined to make a better life for his wife and kids and for himself of course just to let you know the process of getting the permanent residence wasn't easy it took about a year maybe over a year it was a long and expensive process but we got it in the end so in may of 1995 we finally got the visa and moved to new zealand By the way, we didn't know anyone in New Zealand. Nobody. We didn't know anybody there. So we had to start from scratch. We had to start from scratch. Remember, guys, we learned this expression in the last episode, episode 143, what it means to start from scratch. 
Now, I remember we were so excited, especially us, the kids. We were so excited to be moving to New Zealand. But we were also anxious as well. My mom and dad were both optimistic about finding a job in their professions. They were excited with the prospect of starting a new life in New Zealand and being able to provide for their kids, right? They were scared as well. They were scared. But they were willing to put in the effort, do whatever was necessary to find a job. You know what? Looking back, I think my parents uh, were a bit naive. Uh, And you know what? I don't blame them. I was in their shoes as well after my university days trying to find, uh, find a job. I was naive as well back then. So after a couple of months of uh, settling in in New Zealand, looking for a place to rent, you know, getting kids enrolled into school, opening bank accounts, everything uh, that we had taken for granted back in Serbia, we had to do it again, but in a different country. We had to start all over again. So after a couple of months of settling in and organizing everything, my mom and dad decided to look for a job. Well, we thought it was easy, but it wasn't. Here's what my mom and dad didn't know about job hunting in New Zealand. Well, they didn't understand the recruitment process in New Zealand, first of all. They didn't know that looking for a job is a full-time job in itself. It requires a lot of effort. They didn't know how to write their own CVs, what to include in the CVs. They didn't know how to prepare themselves for job interviews. Plus, they have really interesting names, you know, foreign-sounding names. So they didn't even know how to spell their names over the phone. And the list goes on. We had so many embarrassing stories, stories that would make you cringe, make you make your face go red with embarrassment. Like, for example, after numerous tries to spell her name over the phone, my mom gave up in the end and she just hung up the phone in the middle of the phone interview. She was so exhausted and frustrated. She just hung up the phone. She hung up the phone. She couldn't take it anymore. And we were like, what? What happened? You know what? Whenever we think about this time, um, especially these embarrassing moments, nowadays we just laugh. We laugh about it. But I can tell you, it wasn't funny. It really wasn't funny back then. I remember mom was really embarrassed. Uh, She broke down. She was in tears. And she completely lost confidence uh, in finding work at all. And you know what, guys? It took my mom and dad two years to find a job. Two years. Well, they did have uh, some odd jobs here and there, just part-time jobs to get by, uh, but not a permanent full-time job that they they wanted to have. Now, when I think about it, uh, when it came to job hunting for my mom and dad, they actually didn't know who to approach for help. They didn't have the right guidance. They didn't know who to talk to. They were learning it the hard way, all by themselves. (laughs) Anyway, that was back then. Now, let's fast forward to 2017. It took my husband one month to get a job in Australia. 
one month. My husband emigrated from Chile to live in Australia and it took him less time to find a job here than what it had taken my mom and dad. And uh, might I add that the recruitment process is the same in Australia and New Zealand. So you might ask yourselves, why did it take my husband one month to land a job in Australia? Funny you should ask. <laughs> he had me, first of all. He was able to lean on my expertise and guidance. Uh, I have experienced myself with job search. I worked for various companies and I used to work for a recruitment company before. So I was able to teach him how to write his CV, how to write a cover letter, how to write emails uh, to send to the recruitment agents, uh, and how to best answer job interview questions. You know what? It's interesting that uh, most immigrants don't really think about this before they move overseas. They uh, take things for granted. They think that getting a job will be easy for some reason. But what I don't know is that looking for jobs can be as stressful as applying for a visa. Looking for a job is a full-time job in itself, as I said. It can take a lot of time just, you know, to prepare. So having said this, guys, I would like to make the process of finding a job super easy for you. What I would like to do now is share three important things you must have in your CV uh, when you are looking for work in Australia or New Zealand. Just so you know, your CV is the first thing the hiring manager or recruiter sees before they even invite you for the interview. The main goal of the CV is to get you that first interview. When the hiring manager looks at your CV, they only have less than six seconds to decide whether you are going through to the next stage or not. If you think about it, guys, and put yourself in recruiter's shoes, the recruiters, um, they're busy. They're busy people. They look at hundreds of CVs a day. So why not uh, make it easy for them to find you? Let's do that. That's why I've decided to share uh, these three tips with you today on how you can optimize your CV. And if you'd like, you can uh, listen to this episode again, take your CVs out, and check if your CV has the following, all right? First of all, let me ask you this. How many names do you have? You can put your full name on the CV, but make sure the person who is reading your CV knows what your first name is, what to call you. This applies to us, uh, especially to us who have foreign sounding names. So if you have three names like Enrique Martin Morales, you can simply write on your CV, like preferred name, Ricky Martin. Okay, that's his real name, <laughs> Ricky Martin. You should keep in mind to include your first name and your last name. Ideally, you should have two names uh, written in your CV so that, you know, you make it easy for the hiring manager to know what your first name is, to know what, they, what to call you. The second thing to note down here is, does your CV have all the relevant sections? Apart from, you know, education and your work experience, does it also have a section for your career objectives? Does it have a section called professional summary? Professional summary. This is the second thing the recruiters will see after your name. This section must be written in such a way to convince the hiring manager 
that you are the right person for the job and that they should continue reading the rest of your CV, okay? Another thing you can include in your CV is the following. Are you a member of any groups or organizations outside of work that could be relevant to the job you're applying for? List all the groups you're a member of. If you belong to any special groups in, let's say, in the IT industry, mining or engineering industries, then put them down in the CV. List the relevant groups to the job that you're applying for. Also, if you had any volunteering in the past, uh, include that in your CV as long as it's relevant to the job. This will make you stand out from the crowd. It will make you stand out from all the other candidates. Remember, guys, when you're writing your CV, don't be scared to show off. This is your time to shine. You're the best at what you do, so show it in the CV. Great. And the last, uh, the last tip I want to mention is I want to ask you something. Do you have a LinkedIn profile? Great. Is it in English? Right. Uh, by the way, it's pronounced LinkedIn, not LinkedIn. Okay, it's important to have a LinkedIn profile if you're looking for work overseas, you know, especially in Australia and New Zealand. Awesome. I hope uh, you were able to follow me so far, amigos y amigas. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm feeling very generous today. So what I've done is I prepared a CV checklist for you guys so you can optimize your own CVs. Simply go to englishmadesimple.net slash CV to download your free CV checklist. This is available just for the listeners of the English Made Simple show. So go to my website, englishmadesimple.net slash CV to get more tips. There will be more tips than what I've shared with you today. There will be a link to the free checklist in the description of today's episode. You can find the link in there as well. I would also like to let you know that I'm running a three-week uh, training program, coaching program called Get job ready. This is starting on the 23rd of October. Uh, and this program will make your job ready in Australia and New Zealand. So you don't have to struggle like my parents did, okay? At the end of the program, you'll have one CV completed. You will write it in English by yourself. You will find three jobs you can start sending your CVs to. And you'll have me beside you to guide you and train you. This program is for you if you're looking to advance in your career, if you're looking to apply for jobs in Australia or New Zealand. And uh, it's only for people who are serious, committed, who like to take action. To find out more about the Get Job Ready program, go to englishmadesimple.net slash job, J-O-B, job. And uh, do you have a friend or know someone who's moving to New Zealand or Australia? I'm sure you do. Do them a favor and share this episode with them today. Help them out. Also, one thing I should mention is that you don't have to be living in New Zealand or Australia to do this program with me. This is an online coaching program, so you can do it from anywhere in the world. And remember, guys, it starts on the 23rd of October and it runs for three weeks. It's uh, only available to a small group of people. I like to work with small group of people, a group of 10 people. If you'd like to learn more about this program, go to englishmadesimple.net slash job and you can read more about it 
in there. Great, I think it's time to wrap up for today. I hope you found today's episode useful. Don't forget to download the free CV checklist. Use it to optimize your CV at home. Go to englishmadesimple.net slash CV to get a copy of the free CV checklist. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today, guys. You've been jamming with me, Lena, from English Made Simple. You've been an awesome audience as usual. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Bye.